Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Astry, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Friday of the third week of Easter, April the 28th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of a continuation of our journey through the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9, verses 1 through 20. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9, verses 1 through 20. In this particular passage from Acts of the Apostles, written by St. Luke, we have presented to us one of the most dramatic scenes in all of sacred scripture, Old Testament and New Testament. It is Paul, uh, Saul's journey on the road to Damascus when he encounters the risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Saul, St. Luke tells us, Saul, breathing murderous threats against the Lord's disciples, went to the high priest and asked them for letters to the synagogue in Damascus, which would empower him to arrest and bring to Jerusalem anyone he might found, find, men or women, living according to the new way, living according to discipleship in Christ. As he's traveling along the road and approaching Damascus, a light from the sky suddenly flashed about him. He fell to the ground. At the same time, heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, sir? He asked. The voice answered, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Saul falls to the ground. He's overcome by the light, the light who is Christ. And he says, the voice says, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. To persecute the disciples of Christ is to persecute Christ himself. Because remember, Jesus told them, that they are one, that Jesus is in them, and they are in Jesus, and all are in the Father, through the Holy Spirit. And therefore, in the attack on the disciples of Christ, the followers of the way, the early church, and the church throughout history, is an attack on Christ himself. And so, the men who are traveling with Saul, uh, they are speechless. They hear the voice, but they could see no one. Saul gets up off the ground, but he's unable to see, even though his eyes were open. They had to take him by the hand and lead him to Damascus. And for three days, he stays there blind, and he has neither water anything to drink, and he eats no food. In the meantime, uh, an angel of the Lord appears, and then the Lord himself appeared in a vision to Ananias. And he says, Ananias, here I am, Lord, Ananias answers. And the Lord says, go once to Straight Street, at the house of Judas, 
not Judas, Judas the disciple, not Judas Iscariot. And he asks for a certain Saul of Tarsus. He is there praying. Uh, Ananias says, uh, wait, Lord, Lord, Lord. I've heard about this guy uh, from many sources. And he has done harm to your holy people in Jerusalem. He is here now with authorization from the chief priest to arrest anyone who invokes your name. And the Lord says, Ananias, you must go. This man is the instrument I have chosen to bring my name to the Gentiles, their kings, and to the people of Israel. I myself shall indicate to him how much he will have to suffer for my name. Notice that. Of all the people Jesus could have chosen, he chooses the persecutor Saul to be his instrument, his vessel, for spreading the gospel throughout the whole known world at the time, Jew and Gentile alike, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so he goes, Ananias goes and says, Saul, my brother, I have been sent by the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the way here to help you recover your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from the eyes and Saul regained his sight. He got up and was baptized. His strength returned after he had taken food. Paul stayed some time with the disciples in Damascus, the ones he had been on the road to, to bring to Jerusalem to be put in jail, punished, and even killed. And some began to proclaim in the synagogue that Jesus was the Son of God. Saul begins preaching that Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah. And Saul will become the great apostle and evangelizer, St. Paul. If there was any reason to believe that God would never choose somebody like Saul, the persecutor, the one who had, he was the supervisor of the death of St. Stephen. We talked about that at the beginning of the week. The first church martyr. They laid their cloaks at the feet of one named Saul. And Saul was on his way with murderous threats to take those at the synagogue in Damascus and bring them to Jerusalem for the same thing. And yet, in God's plan, Saul would become Paul. The persecutor would become the proclaimer. That's the way God works, doesn't he? In our own lives, we may think, the Lord would never choose me. God, God would never choose this person or that person. God's ways are not our ways. God's wisdom is not our wisdom. Our wisdom is foolishness to God. God's, God's grace is not dependent upon our evaluation. But God sends the Holy Spirit 
and often touches those whom we least expect in human terms to be the great vessels and instruments of God. We are chosen, for each of us has traveled our own road to Damascus, our own persecution of the church through sin. For every time we sin, we wound the body of Christ. Every time we turn away from Jesus, every time we close our hearts to the Holy Spirit, the church is wounded because we're all members of the one body of Christ. And every time we give glory to God, we live the gospel, proclaim the name of Jesus, we strengthen the body of Christ. That's clear, for we are all one in Christ. So let us today set some time aside and ask that God's grace, especially in this holy Easter season, be poured into the hearts and minds of those who have turned away from Christ and the church, those who have closed their whole being, those who are actively persecuting the church around the world in our own country, that their minds and hearts may be touched on their road to Damascus, that they will cease persecuting Christ and they will give glory that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the Redeemer and Savior of the world. That's the greatest power that we have, the power of prayer. The prayer of, that the Holy Spirit will touch their minds and hearts and they will be converted. All of the arguments, all of the programs that we have, all of the anger and frustration and all of that is powerless. It is the Holy Spirit that must touch minds and hearts. And we ourselves may go through periods of hardness of heart. We may close our being to Christ. We are in need of that healing grace of the sacrament of penance. We need prayer. We need to offer some sacrifice of penance within our means that we too may be converted. We too more and more may open our hearts to Christ each day. So let us today remember that Saul will become Paul. The persecutor will become the proclaimer. Let us in our own lives, let the scales fall from our eyes. Let the Holy Spirit touch our minds and our hearts so that we may truly see, not with the natural eye, but with the insight of faith that comes so that in the Holy Spirit we may say, Jesus Christ is Lord. God bless you.